I honestly think that if somebody were to say to me, I've never experienced imposter syndrome, I would be like, you're lying or you're just not aware that that's what you were experiencing. I think it's just a very natural human um, emotion and human experience that is like uniquely shared by every single human. Like, I don't know one person who hasn't felt insecure about the journey that they were on, whether they can identify that it's imposter syndrome or not. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm your host, John Mansfield. Um, Every week I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips, strategy, and inspiration. Uh, So whether you are on the light and airy side or the dark and moody or anywhere in between, we are here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today, my guest is Laylee Imadi. She is a uh, photographer turned business coach, educator, speaker, and the host of the So Here's the Thing podcast, which I love the name. Uh, Well, we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, But yeah, on the show today, we are talking about how to overcome imposter syndrome. Uh, Laylee, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So, okay. I, I love your podcast. Um, I think that's how I found you first. Um, and then uh, I saw you at a show at United last year and went to your breakout and everything, um, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love the the name. So here's the thing, because it's just like like that. That is very much the way that you talk to. It's just like, hey, so here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 How did you, how'd you come up with that, that name or did it just like, just kind of like, this sounds right. You know, I actually am terrible at naming things. Um, my, my business bestie, like my best business friend who was now just my best friend, she actually named Mm. it. We were going through and we listed out phrases that I use all the time. And I do say, so here's, I say, so well, especially (laughs) back then now I have to like, watch how often I say it because then I just love right. like podcast. Um, uh-huh. but I always, that's like how I started, especially as a coach, like as a mentor with my clients, I'd always be like, okay, so here's the thing. This is what you need to do. And like, that's what I say before I'm going to like lay it all out there. And so Sarah Erickson, who is my biz bestie slash brand designer and web designer. Anyway, she was like, you say that when you're about to like drop the mic. So that's yeah. what it should be. And I was like, okay, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. I I love it. Cause it's, it does like, it feels just, just reading like, so here's the thing. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to get some good information from this podcast. And it's not just going to be like fluff type stuff. Cause you don't say, Hey, so here's a thing. Um, and then just go into fluff. That's, yeah. that's where the, the meat of everything is. For sure. Uh, so I love that. And, and listeners, if you have not um, checked out, so here's the thing podcast, definitely do that. Um, I love it. I'd listen every time it pops up in my, my feed. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Laylee, give us a little, yeah, absolutely. Um, give us a little background on you and uh, where you're based, what you do, all the good stuff. Yeah. So I'm in Dallas, Texas and fellow Texan here. And yeah, um, yeah hey, Texas, we're, we're weirdly <laughs> proud. I'm actually not. I'm not like that. 
I don't, I'm not either. I feel like I'm less of a Texan than most people because I'm like, I'm not like whenever I go other places, I'm not just like wearing like Texas flag T-shirts. And I do have a baseball cap that says TX on it, uh-huh. but I found it at a like at a baseball game or something. And I was yeah. like, well, I'll take this home and wash it. And this will be my Texas pride. <laughs> yeah. All my Texas pride stuff was like either gifted swag or from like college. So, you know, yep. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, we, they, we are a proud state here. I'm not originally we're, from we're here. We're very, so. very proud. Yeah. But, um, I love it here. It's great. So I'm in Dallas mm-hmm. and I am, like you said, I'm a former, well, I'm still a photographer, but former only photographer. Now I do yes. mainly, I kind of just swapped. I went from like photography with a side of like mentoring and workshops to primarily education for small business owners and entrepreneurs and creative educators with a side of brand photography. And so, yeah, I love it. It's all good things. Yeah. It sounds like a very full plate of of all the great stuff. (laughs) It's a very, very over here. Yeah. Yeah. Very full. Sometimes, sometimes we have to skip dessert, but you know, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What, what led you into kind of pivoting from primarily photography with a side of education to education with a side of photography? You know, for me, it was a couple of things. One, um, it was just kind of like the need. So as people needed more of my time and attention in one place, I just felt like I had to kind of scale back on, on the photography side. Cause the demand for photography, I mean, it's, it's like, it's always there, right? Once you're, once you're established in your community and like your word of mouth referrals are there, it's like a safe, it can be, it can be, Mm -hmm. and it should be like an easy and safe kind of, um, flow, right. Of, of like inquiries and stuff. But with education, it was like, I saw this need in the industry and people were asking for it and wanting it. And I was like, okay, so I'll just step into this. And you know, if it doesn't work out, this is exactly what I said about photography, by the way, if it doesn't work out, (laughs) I'll just go back to what I was doing before. Um, and it worked out. I think a lot of people, uh, needed it. And, and, you know, with anything else, there's so many different styles of educators out there. And I think the way that I do things maybe looks a little bit different than other people. And so it was just a great response and I love doing it. And I love how rewarding it is to like see people thrive when I'm helping them through. It's like such a beautiful, like ripple effect that I was like, okay, I'm smitten with this. And I was a former, so I was a high school teacher and I always loved teaching. I loved it. And I loved seeing that transformation happen for my students. So now I get to have kind of the best of both worlds, the creative mind with the photography and the impact with with, you know, education. Although I will say, I'm just going to stop myself right there because you can make impact as a photographer. You don't have to be an educator to make impact at all. That's true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, because I feel like we're probably very similar in the way that I thrive when I can see something change where I can like speak into someone. And I I recently, I, I had a mentorship and I was help them out with their website. It was a new thing. They didn't really know too much about design and all that. I gave them a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, critiques kind of next steps. And then like a week later, I was just checking up on, on their website. It was a completely different thing. And I was like, you took 
what I said and then you actually put it into place and like just seeing that happen like that's probably why I love like puzzles or doing some sort of like woodworking or something where I like build like we uh my wife and I built a tower to house all of our DVDs back whenever DVDs were a thing and uh, we had like 400 once we got married because oh, wow. uh, we have similar tastes but none of the ones that we had uh purchased really overlapped so it was like we'll just build this giant tower and then we can have them all there and like that kind of building something with your hands or with your teaching and then seeing it flourish um there's there's something special about that Uh, so i love that you can you can do that kind of coming back from your teaching from before and then applying that with with creatives um I also want to touch on something you you said this about like going into photography and then also pivoting from photography more into education. And it was if this doesn't work out, I can go back. And I think so many times we are like we we just kind of keep ourselves in a box because we're like, oh, man, I would love to do this. But what if it doesn't work out? Yeah. And you can always go back. You can always go like worst case, you can go get a nine to five job somewhere. Like it's going to look different for your life for sure. But you know, the best case is it works and, and then you're doing what you love. So I I love that you, you did that a couple of times in your career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's like a natural, I am an Enneagram three. So I am by nature. Like I think about what other people think of me. And I think about like, uh-huh if I'm going to achieve like what I set out to achieve. And so I do think it's like something that comes with practice of just being like, I can go back and like, nobody's going to judge me. Like it's going to be okay. But that's as it sounds very simple, but I think it's really hard for a lot of people who are kind of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially minded to go back and Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, I quote unquote failed. And it's like, no, you didn't. It's just, you had to go back and that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you have to go back, you learned so much through that process of maybe that business failing or maybe the the timing wasn't right for you to do this. And then you learned so much that next time you do it or next business adventure you go on, uh, you're going to have all that knowledge from the first time. And it just compounds and builds off of that. So, yeah. I love it. You just, you mentioned that earlier. I was like, I got to go back to that because that was something that like kept me from doing a lot of things. Um, just throughout, throughout my life. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast that I was like very, I thought I was an Enneagram three. I don't know what I am now. (laughs) Um, I took a test and it said I'm a six, but I, I have no idea, but I I'm very like, um, achievement minded Mm -hmm. and, um, and I had, uh, like a approval idol where I wanted people's p- approval and doing something where I could fail was scary, not because of the failure, but because of what other people might think of me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the truth is people don't really think of you as much as you think they think of you. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like we're thinking about ourselves so much more than anybody else. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Awesome. Well, okay. So there's a question that I, I really like asking. It, it has so many different answers. Um, and, and each one is so good. Um, throughout your career, 
um, and just life really, has there been a lesson or a piece of advice or something that you have taken in that has transformed how you look at business or, or just like your life in general? Yeah, I think for me, interestingly enough, so I'm like a conference and education addict. Like I go to everything. I love it. Not just because I, I host things, but I just enjoy attending. Mm-hmm. And so you'd think that like I would have heard something at one. No, um, my sister, <laughs> <laughs> my sister who has no, no, as she says, she doesn't have like an entrepreneurial bone in her body. She has no interest in this life. Um, yeah. And my husband both separately said this piece of advice to me. And it wasn't even advice. It was just a question. They posed a question to me that I now ask myself before I do anything scary. And it's just like, I'm not like, you have to realistically answer this question. What is the worst that could happen if it doesn't work out? And it's, Mm. and, or what is the worst that could happen? And then what would happen after that kind of thing? So, um, when I was, for example, when I was coming up with, um, I'm hosting my first like larger conference in January for creative educators. And I was like, I put up so many excuses, John, it was like, I put up so many excuses (laughs) to not do this. I was like, well, it's going to be hard to attract people because they're already established. They want to be educators. So like, they're probably over their conference time. And then, you know, people would come back and be like, well, you still go to stuff and you've been an educator for seven years. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, fine. So I was like, okay, well, what if nobody comes? And my sister and my husband would both be like, well, yeah, what if no one comes? Well, what would happen? And they'd be like, well, then I'd have to cancel. And they're like, so what if you cancel? What would happen? And I'm like, then it would be canceled. Like there's nothing, like nothing, (laughs) nothing monumentally bad would happen after that. Like, okay, so what would happen next? I mean, I just go back to work, nothing. And then it just, you kind of, when you think about it that way, it's not as scary because you're like, the actual worst case scenario is not that bad. You're just, you would bounce right back, you know? I mean, would it hurt? Yeah, but you'd get over it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's such a good outlook to have on like any, like you said, anything scary, anything mm-hmm. that like you start thinking about it and you get like the little, the little stomach knots of just like, like you're going over a, a roller coaster or something. It's like, okay, this is, this is going to be something. Um, like what, what would happen if this doesn't work out? And then, like you said, just realistically answering that. And a lot of times the realistic answer is so much less, uh, than, uh, much less hurtful than whatever we're making up in our minds of like, Oh no, like if no one comes to the conference, then what does that say about me as an educator? What does that say about like, you know, do people even want to listen to me and like yeah. all that stuff, um, which is still, you know, scary. But also if that doesn't happen, you just cancel and yeah. move on uh, yeah. and and go back to what you were doing before. <laughs> yep. And even even when it was like, OK, well, I'd be out like my deposits or I'd be out this like then the next <clears> throat> question throat> is still like, OK, so then what would happen? And it's like, I guess nothing. It's just a loss. Like it's and they're like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the cost of doing business. I'm like, okay. When you look at it yeah. like that and you take the emotion out of it and you just look at the facts, it's like, all right, I can do that. I can try. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taking the emotion out of it mm-hmm. and, and looking at it like as a business yeah. instead of as, um, as a person 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think that's so good. And for the and record, we're be... having it. Like we're not yeah. canceling. We're right. good. Yeah, we yeah. made it. Is, it is we not canceled. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Whenever you announced that, I was like, yes, this is <laughs> this is exciting. I'm I'm very excited for that. And it's just like right up the road from me. Yeah. Um, I mean, three and a half hours up the road, but that's just that's right as up close the road as we for can us get. Texans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to fly anywhere for this conference. So that's great. Wow. 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 Right. Isn't it so cool? I was just showing my friend Owen here how easy it is to use Gusto to pay my contractors. Gusto is an all in one platform that helps businesses like yours onboard, pay, insure and support your team. They have it all under one roof. You can use them as I do to pay my contractors easily without added fees or breaking policy agreements. Looking at you, Venmo. If you have full-time employees, they've got you covered too. Payroll, health benefits, HR, time tracking tools, workers comp, and they submit your tax documents at the end of the year. So great. I love it because I don't have to juggle Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and all the other places. I just have everything through Gusto, and it's simply direct deposits into my contractor's accounts. So head to lightdarkco.com slash gusto. And when you send your first paid payroll, you'll receive $100 back. And receiving that much back, you're probably assuming it's hundreds of dollars a month. Oh no, my friend, it is only $6 a month for contractors. So go check out lightdarkco.com slash gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And just like my friend Owen Wilson, you'll be saying... Wow. I know we're talking about imposter syndrome and like that kind of um, like what you were just speaking about, that that fear of doing something scary um, that can also like kind of ties in with imposter syndrome of who am I? Who am I to start a conference? Who am I to teach other people? what I've learned, like there are so many other people teaching the same thing. Um, what, what does that even look like? Like what, what are some of the causes of imposter syndrome? Like, how does that come about? I mean, I think I, I honestly think that if somebody were to say to me, I've never experienced imposter syndrome, I would be like, you're lying or you're just not aware that that's what you were experiencing. I think it's just a very natural human um, emotion and human experience that is like uniquely shared by every single human. Like, I don't know one person who hasn't felt insecure about the journey that they were on, whether they can identify that it's imposter syndrome or not. Um, and so I think the cause is just honestly being, being a human being and like having, you know, (laughs) having like a brain that wants to protect you, like having a, a system in your mind that is putting up walls that are really just being put up to protect you from, the things that you fear. And, and so I think that's kind of where it stems from for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, I'm sure I know that imposter syndrome has been, you know, uh, back in the caveman days probably as well. And just like, what, what am I going to do with this rock? Like (laughs) I can't make any tools out of this. I can't hit anyone with this club. (laughs) (laughs) Look at those guys over there hitting people with clubs. Who's going to come watch me hit the person with a club. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like <laughs> uh, 
do you think that like the, like the last five, 10 years or so with social media being something that we're on constantly yeah. um, and being able to see so many other people. Cause I remember like, uh, I'm just cutting off these questions mid question. I'm with you. <laughs> we're good. I'm, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm tracking. But, we're all good. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I just remember being early on in my photography career and which was like, um, 2011, 2012, where I was really thinking about starting the business. And then 2013 I did. Um, but I was looking for education and there wasn't a lot. Yeah. There wasn't as much education as there is now, uh, especially online. I mean, we didn't have, I think we had Instagram for like a year or two before that. Um, but it wasn't a business uh, place. It was just like, here's uh, the brunch that I had this mm -hmm. Sunday. And, um, and then you get four likes and yeah. that was fun. Um, but, um, but I remember that being like, it was difficult to find other people who were doing the same thing that you were yeah. and actually like seeing how they do things. And now you jump on Instagram or TikTok or wherever YouTube and there's hundreds or thousands of people doing the same thing, especially as educators, educating uh, in a similar way. Do you think that has a big impact on that imposter syndrome? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I think it would be crazy to deny that. Like, I, I feel like comparison plays such a huge role in imposter syndrome and just a huge role in like a lot of different you know, mental blocks and mental health issues in our society today. And even just in the, if we're just keeping it like photographers and small businesses, like the comparison is next level. It's just insane. And you can't blame anybody for feeling that way. I think there's, there's so much to be said about like training yourself to take all of these like things that you're seeing with a grain of salt. Like there's two things, right? I feel like one, we're seeing mm. other people's work. So like as photographers in particular, you're seeing other people, you literally are seeing their best of their best work. That's their portfolio. You're seeing what they're creating and crafting and you're feeling insecure about that and your abilities in that. And then two, you're also seeing behind the scenes now with reels, now with TikTok, now yeah. with just personal marketing. Like you said, I mean, I remember when I started my first Instagram account, I give like, I don't know, billion or like 10 years ago or something. And it was just heavily yeah. filtered. Like, here's my breakfast. Like, it's not, you know, yeah. um, it's just not, it wasn't used in the same way. And so now you're seeing quote unquote behind the scenes, but it's not real behind the scenes. It's carefully curated and crafted behind the scenes that look nothing like my day to day. And so it is, I mean, I think it's just like a place where if you spend too much time, it becomes really toxic and it just like compounds your imposter syndrome to like unsur like insurmountable amounts like levels oh yeah so hard yeah 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 i agree that's like definitely i feel that the more that i'm on just scrolling yeah and and just like not not being uh not connecting not engaging with my followers or like you know diving down hashtags or doing something where i'm educating yeah. on uh on social media, but I'm just scrolling and just taking in everything that everyone else has put out there. Mm -hmm. The more that I just mindlessly scroll and absorb, the more my imposter syndrome kicks up. Yeah. Cause I'm, 
I'm seeing those those curated feeds and like the 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 behind the scenes reels and stuff. Like I have this corner of my office. This corner of my office is clean and clear yeah. and like put together. Although my books on my shelf fell over, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't put them back up. It's art, but <laughs> it's art. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> these are the books that I've read. The two that are still standing are on my my next list. Uh, but like. This is where I curate reels Mm -hmm. and like anyone who watches my reels, you will see the snake plant in a lot of them. And um, but but like I don't do reels on this side of the office because there are boxes over there and that shelf is messy and I just have like a blanket laying across this chair. But um, but that's like if you think about how you curate your own reels or how you pick the photos that you share on your site. And then you look at others, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm actually curating mine as well. I'm posting my best of photos because I'm not posting the one that I'm I'm not proud of. I'm not going to post that um, unless it's some sort of like inspirational <laughs> post of like see everyone still makes mistakes yeah. look at this their <laughs> eyes were closed and i delivered this to them <laughs> yeah so true but yeah but yeah like like you were saying this like the more that you take in that the more that imposter syndrome grows yeah. um i think it's good to have those kind of regulations not to where you're you're not on social media and not engaging and and not being on there because it's definitely fun uh, yeah. to scroll TikTok, it, I, I enjoy it. I save a bunch of posts yeah. and then I share them with my wife at the end of the day and she shares hers with me. And yeah, it's a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it's kind of like what you were saying, just it's too much. It can hurt you. Yeah. Um, kind of like with anything too much of anything. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's so important to just kind of enjoy it for what it is, take it with a grain of salt. And if you find that it's overpowering you, just take a little break and step back from consuming content as much as you're creating it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So with that, as we're getting that, like having that imposter syndrome kind of building up, how does that manifest in our businesses? What does that look like as we're moving forward, trying to, uh, to go in our business? Like how does imposter syndrome pop up? Yeah. I mean, I think it could pop up in so many different ways. I think it could be anything from pricing yourself for your services and just underpricing. And then when it's time to raise your prices to match the market or to match your work or to match your um, experience level, just kind of standing in your own way and thinking just kind of like to quote you back to yourself, like, who am I to charge this amount? Like, this is insane. Nobody's ever going to pay me for this. Um, Things like that. Or even just so showing up on social, you know, like I said, personal marketing is so important now for photographers, for service-based entrepreneurs, for anybody who's front-facing with their clients, for people to be able to get to know you before they book you. It's so valuable, but people are so afraid to just kind of step up and like show who they are. And so imposter syndrome either stands in their way of showing up at all or makes them feel like they have to be a carbon copy of every other successful photographer Mm -hmm. or entrepreneur out there. And so you start like creating like this alter ego, but then when you show up as yourself, it doesn't serve anybody. Like, right. It's like a disguise. 
Like no one's yeah, gonna know you. Like, wait, wait on on your your Instagram, you seemed very different. Or on your website, yeah. you were using like this very like colorful, fun language, and I was expecting a very lively person. Then you got here, and you're just like, yeah, hey, um, and like uncertain of of yourself. Yeah, um, like when photographers oh, yeah. hire copywriters who are like the hey girl copywriters, but they've yes. never said hey girl in their lives, or like. No. The you do you boo like copywriters and they're like, I would never say that. Right. I'm like, then don't put it on oh, your yeah. website. But it's it's oh, not yeah. their fault. It's that <laughs> imposter syndrome, right? It's like telling them, I've got to use this because this person said it will get me clients. So like being myself is boring. I'm not gonna be myself. And that's just not it's not true. Oh yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of years ago. I um, went to a workshop. Devin Robinson was teaching and it was like the only workshop he ever did. And <laughs> which was great. I got in the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. um, but he had like these um, templates and lists and stuff of like how he responds to texts and DMS and all that. And it, he's very much a Hey girl, yeah. like, you know, you do you, oh my gosh, and OMG yeah. and all the, the, uh, you know, the, the hype emojis mm -hmm. and all that. I'm not a Hey girl person. I'm, yeah. I'm a like, what? That's amazing. Like I'm, yeah. I'm excited like that, but I'm not like, girl, you look amazing in that dress. And that's what but he that would is very say. much Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Devin for sure. And like, I got those templates and I was like, I'm going to have to change a lot of this because I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to DM someone like, Hey girl, you look like slay. You look amazing. Yeah. And then whenever they get to know the actual me right. and I don't use the word slay yeah. at all, unless it's ironically. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's the same. I mean, it's the same, no matter what, like if you're listening to that and you're like, Oh, I would never do that. But maybe you're doing it in ways you don't even realize. Maybe you're a wedding yeah. photographer and you're like, the imposter syndrome of all those like fine art wedding photographers saying things like yep. timeless romantic. And you're like, uh, I just want to party on the dance floor. Like, I don't know, you know, then that's who you lean into. Like, yeah. But it's all in your mind. You just feel like you've got to compete all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally did. I was on the light and airy side when I started because that was very trendy and that's what I saw other people doing and they were successful in booking clients. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. But it didn't excite me. And I, one of the things that I, I hated was whenever I took a photo outside and the sky was just white. So I'm like, no, it was blue and there were clouds over here. And like, I want it to look how it did. And and yeah, also the party on the dance floor, like, get me out there. I will probably accidentally knock some kid in the head with my camera swinging around while I'm dancing. But like, this definitely happened a few times. But like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it it took me years to really get to allow myself to shine instead of doing what other people were doing. Um, and I didn't, I didn't realize that was imposter syndrome of, I can't be myself. I can't be authentic because I have to be someone else. Yeah. Um, and I, I was really like you were saying, just kind of being a carbon copy of someone else cause they were successful. And I figured if I did that, I would be successful. Um, but, but yeah, uh, like, I didn't like putting things together. Now you're, you're mentioning this. I'm like, I didn't realize that was <laughs> imposter syndrome yeah. back in the day where I was fearful that people wouldn't book me 
if I was authentic to myself mm-hmm. and I had to be someone else. Um, yeah, this is like therapy over here for, <laughs> for old John. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So what are some things that the listeners can do if they're like, okay, I also didn't realize that was imposter syndrome and I'm seeing that in my work or how I show up to people or like, you know, your, uh, your inquiry response of just like the 17, uh, exclamation points and you're not an exclamation point person. Like what are some ways that they can be more authentic and, and not be fearful of failure and, uh, being rejected? I think first and foremost, and this is advice I give like on any topic. So that's kind of fun stuff. Um, just working on self-awareness and like kind of doing self audit of, okay, where are these gaps? Because maybe you are listening to this and you're like, I never put two and two together. I just thought I was just doing what I needed to do in order to be successful. Um, Mm. and in fact, like I'm a prime example of that too, John, like when I was starting and I was like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to put on like my I'm going to pretend I'm like a white blonde 22 year old and that's how I'm going to be successful because that's who was on stage. Like, yeah. And that's not who I was. I was already like a grown up teacher who also is middle Eastern and has no, it's just like not shared experiences. Right. Right. But I thought like I can't show up with my own stuff. And I also didn't put those things together. Um, but I would say self-awareness is key. Like looking at what you're putting out there, looking at where you're feeling maybe disconnected from your content. Maybe you're feeling like this actually doesn't align with who I am. Maybe you're feeling like, okay, these prices make me resentful. Like that's, I think, I think a lot of times people look at things and they're like, oh, I need to make more money. So that's why I'm going to raise my prices. But I would, I would challenge you to look at, okay, when you get an inquiry, are you excited or are you like, oh my gosh, now I have to go work my booty off for two hours and get paid half of what I probably should be making. Then listen to yourself, like listen to that self-aware little voice in the back of your head. That's like, do I really want to do this other session? That's like not at all worth my time. Um, then it's probably not worth your time. I mean, maybe (laughs) get an audit, get an audit from John, you know what I mean? Like find a coach and get an audit, but like self audit as much as you can. And, and really just look at what you're putting out and where you feel connected and where you feel disconnected. And I think that's a great starting point for like how much of this is really me and how much of this is based on insecurity or fear or not feeling like you're enough or good enough for, you know, for your audience. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that I remember because whenever I started, I was charging $500 for an eight hour wedding. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I was like, this is probably too much. Like I was coming from like an $8 an hour, nine to five job. So I was like, this is a lot. I don't know anyone who would pay this much money. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day I had been doing that for probably a year, like probably did 10 weddings around that price. And then I jumped up to a thousand dollars for eight hours. And I was like, I don't know who's gonna, no one is going to, I'm going to have to go back down to 500. There's no way anyone is going to pay over. That's four figures. Who's going to pay four figures for a wedding photographer. And then the first person I happened to be at a wedding venue, picking up a battery that I had left plugged into the wall from the wedding before relatable and i was just yeah yeah <laughs> and i was walking in and they were doing a tour with a bride 
and they're like, oh, yeah, this is John. Yeah, he actually did the wedding here last night. And then she was like, oh, cool. Do you have a card? And I gave her a card. And then she was like, what do your prices start at? And the like my stomach was just like, do I say 500 or do I say a thousand? And I was like, I'm going to do it. Like I, I felt that imposter syndrome of she's going to be like, like her eyes are going to turn into saucers and just run away. And I was like, Oh yeah. Um, a thousand. And she was like, Oh, that's great. I'll give you an email. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, and yeah. And you know, she was an actress and stuff. So a thousand dollars was super cheap, but, um, but yeah, it was. and, And after that, that imposter syndrome just like went away. Yeah. Because I put myself out there and then it was received back of, no, actually, you do belong in this price range um, and needed to be charging more. Um, 2014, John, like <laughs> you should have been charging more. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, like you were saying, like a lot of times we we have that fear of not being accepted and not. Uh, being worth what we're giving and that a lot of that is failure to do a self-assessment because if I had done a self-assessment back then I would have realized my photos are pretty good and like my client experience was amazing so it was worth it Um, so yes everyone do a self-assessment this week schedule it put it on your calendar be like, okay, Friday, 2 p.m. I'm doing this. Yeah. I need to look at myself um, because we are often underpriced for where we should be and holding ourselves back due to even some unknown uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So awesome. Okay, cool. Well, Laylee, I have loved this conversation. Um, I loved uh, uh, figuring out things <laughs> about my past self that I didn't even know. Huh. Um, it, it feels good uh, and empowering. I feel empowered to go forward with, um, you know, uh, new things that I'm, I've got on the books, uh, just kind of cooking up over here that I'm planning for 2023 and, mm-hmm. um, and all that, which speaking of 2023, Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, uh, I do want to want to talk about what we're loving this week and then we can get to uh, next year. But um, Laylee, what are you loving this week? Could be, you know, movie, book, TV show, uh, new food. It could be your what is it? Fiddle leaf fig. My fiddle leaf fig. Um, yeah. I am not loving my fiddle. And I'm loving this one, but my other one's dying and I don't know how to fix oh, it. No. So we're not getting into that. No, um, okay. let's see. What am I loving this week? Okay. This week I am loving orange theory fitness. I just started going like three months ago and okay. I feel like I'm finally like wanting to go, which is huge for me over that, over that first wall of this is, I don't want to do this, yeah. but I'm, I'm like, going to do it. I can't do it. I can't go. And now I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like craving those endorphins, which is super fun. Nice. Um, nice. I grew up a dancer, so I never did like a ton of like weights and you know, like that kind of workout. So it's been good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm loving that photography wise. I'm really loving, and I have loved for several years, but I'm loving some of the things that are not yet released 
for uh, that are coming soon with CloudSpot, which is my gallery Ooh. delivery service. They've got some okay. cool stuff in the works that I don't think I can talk about. I'm one of their okay. ambassadors, but I've, I'm also nice. like a very loyal customer to them. I love them. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I'm going to have to keep my eyes uh, peeled for, for those new uh, whatever they're rolling out soon. Yeah, It's coming soon. Uh, keep an eye out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a link for that in the, the show notes too. So everyone can just click on over to, uh, to see if it's yeah. come out yet. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, let's see. Okay. What am I loving this week? Um, what am I loving this week? I am loving the new season or collection. I think they call it of the uh, great British bake off. <gasps> Me too. Um, yes, it is. It is great. Um, I love it. It's, it's probably my favorite like competition type series show. Yeah. Because they're always just like so encouraging of each other. Yeah, they <laughs> and, help each other. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, your mask cracked. Like, let's we can fix this. Yeah. Like, how can we glue this back together in the 30 seconds that we have? Um, I love them. But yeah, um, I'm liking it. Uh, I, I I really like Noel Fielding. Um, he's Funny. I've liked him from his uh, from his old Greg days. Uh, back back in uh oh what was the show that he he did where where he was old greg i don't know oh if if anyone doesn't know who old greg is i will throw the <laughs> youtube video in there it was probably up uploaded to youtube like 15 years ago whenever youtube was a baby um but yeah it's it's a good show i like it it's it's only like uh two or three episodes in right now uh for for everyone listening probably like four or so by the time this hits Spotify. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. So good. Uh, yeah. So awesome. Well, cool. Laylee, where can people find you online? Where can they listen to your podcast? Um, where can they find out more about your conference? Yeah. Um, everything is at LayleeMotti.com or on Instagram at Laylee Mati. Um, it's actually, ooh, Laylee underscore Imadi, lots of E's in a row. So okay. <laughs> got to break it up. Um, yeah. yeah. And the, the conference is called the creative educator conference and the podcast is, so here's the thing. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And when, what are the dates of the the conference so the people conference. can put it in their calendar now yeah put it in your calendar and come join us um it's january mm -hmm. 17th and 18th in 2023 so this coming january in dallas texas bringing everyone in my house basically um nice. and i'm i'm thrilled it's going to be hosted um it, it is for creative educators so if you want to be a mentor or a podcaster or a speaker or course creator um anybody who wants to teach anybody else in the creative industry is welcome to join whether you already offer it or not. And we're actually hosting it in a historic schoolhouse that was from the 1920s. Very cool. And has been renovated into a wedding venue. So um, very, it's very on theme, like on brand for educators. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> nice. What's, what is the the venue? It's called the schoolhouse. The Oh, it's called the schoolhouse. It's called okay. the schoolhouse. Um, and if you just look up the schoolhouse Dallas, you'll see it. Actually, uh, Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde went to that school. 
Oh, well, that's cool. Fun facts all around. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. There's probably a plaque there. You could read about it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot. There's, they, they do a lot of cute little throwbacks there. So it's, it's going to be great. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, everyone put that in your calendar, um, head to leliamati.com and, and go, go check out everything. Also like what a better way to overcome that imposter syndrome than going to a conference and learning like all the ins and outs of being an educator. Yeah. Uh, And our speaker lineup is like the literal best of the best. I'm like fangirling over all of them because they're just like, (laughs) not only are they like amazing names and like really, really great, but they're also very giving and they're very like genuine Mm. and they will take the time to help every single attendee. I know they will. So awesome. 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 That's so, that's so cool. I'm, I'm excited about the conference. Thank you. Well, cool. Well, Laylee, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed getting to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. This is friend. Super fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the light and dark photography podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 143. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at Light Dark Co. Laylee is at Laylee underscore Imadi. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook community. Bye.